SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us. Thank you for taking the time to tune in, and thanks to to the Money Web team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll touch base with uh, the Bafana Bafana camp ahead of that all-important Chan qualifier, the second leg of the final qualifier taking place uh, in Zambia this weekend. We'll chat to assistant coach Tabo Sanong. We'll also be talking some varsity netball tonight, and uh, some one who has played a bit of varsity netball in her career is Karla Mostert, uh, who's now playing for the Spark Proteas, and uh, we'll touch base with her to find out her experiences uh, in varsity netball and a little bit about the upcoming season as well. And there's big rugby taking place in Port Elizabeth this weekend too, and uh, the box taking on Argentina in their opening Castle Lager Rugby Championship clash. We'll hear from assistant coach Franco Smith on tonight's show as well. But let's start with uh, some of the stories making news headlines today and uh, that Bafana Bafana squad that is preparing for that second leg qualifier against Zambia was dealt another blow today. Ten withdrawals. Can you believe it? Obviously the start of the PSL and National First Division season this weekend and uh, clubs, because it falls out of the FIFA window, uh, recalling players. So we'll ask uh, Coach Tabasonong a little bit about that so later on. In other domestic football news, Orlando Pirates announcing today that they've re- uh, released uh, Masi Liela, Sianaka, Selo Jafta, Roger Majafa, as well as uh, Lindo Kule Machali and uh, Sianda Ngobo from their squad. Kaiser Chiefs have been promoted to Bruce Bavuma, Kotso Malope, Wiseman Mayiwa, as well as Nkonsopfile Ngobo to their national to their senior team for the upcoming season. Five UEFA Champions League qualifying matches to look forward to tonight. The pick of them sees Hoffenheim hosting Liverpool. Reds manager Jurgen Klopp says his charges are excited at the prospect to returning to the Champions League but are wary by the prospects or the threat posed by their playoff opponents, Hoffenheim. We are really looking forward to this game. Now we are here in a good mood, uh, looking forward to the game, knowing about the quality of the, of the opponent. Um, the difficulty of the of the game of the challenge that's all clear but it's it's just good just good to be here after a long time it's just good to have the chance to do it even when we know that it's really it's really hard all the talk has uh, been in the build up to this uh, of Philip Coutinho who's been left behind obviously in a transfer dispute with the club the coach has more they cannot play for, for Liverpool in this moment, and that's, um, how everybody can imagine, that's quite a blow for us. But um, we know a few days about it, so we, we can prepare this game without him, like we have to prepare the game without Adam Lalana, without Daniel Storch, who is on a good way, by the way. It was, uh, I had a talk this morning, it's really close, looked good yesterday, but now two more sessions, and then he will be available for the weekend. Um, yeah, that's all. In other European news, uh, Gianluigi Buffon, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo have been shortlisted for the UEFA Player of the Year award. On to rugby, the box have released Warwick Galant, Lizok Moboka, Opa Mohoje, Francho Fenta and Dylan Leitz to their respective provincial teams for Curry Cup duty this weekend. And in other rugby news, Southern Kings have retained the services of Dion Davids uh, as head coach. He's signed another three-year contract. On to cricket, uh, South African A-team won their first Cricket South Africa four-day match against India A by 235 runs in Pretoria earlier. It took just 25 minutes for Junior Dalla to rip through the tail. 
Fast bowler ended up with 5 for 36 uh, at the end of uh, the day's play. Stephen Cook was named man of the match for his 120 in the first innings that helped set up the victory uh, for the hosts. And finally in cycling news, Team Sky Spanish cycle, Mikel Lander uh, has joined Team Movistar for the 2018 and 2019 season. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some football. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. It's another big weekend for Bafana Bafana this coming weekend. They travel to Ndola to take on Zambia. It's the second leg of the final Chan qualify after the first leg ended 2-all in East London this past weekend. We join now by assistant coach uh, Tabo Sanon. Coach, welcome on to SAFM Sport Trap. Thanks for, for, for joining us tonight. Thank you very much, Fred. Good evening and a good evening to SAFM listeners. Coach, it's been another frustrating day for, for you as uh, the technical team. Uh, I believe another 10 uh, players withdrawn. They've gone back to uh, or back to their clubs as the, the NFD and PSL season starts this weekend. Uh, it, it must be terribly frustrating. Yeah, of course. You know, it hasn't been uh, uh, the best week in terms of uh, uh, preparing for our match in the coming weekend. But yeah. We've had 10 withdrawals. Um, we've just submitted uh, names to clubs. Uh, luckily, three have reported as soon as possible for our afternoon training session. And we're expecting two more players uh, tonight uh, just to give us a very balanced, uh, solid team uh, so that our preparation can, can, can be spot on, you know, especially before the tough encounter against Zambia. We are left with four sessions. Uh, we need a strong 18-man squad that will travel to Zambia. Coach, looking at the, the players that have arrived, I know, I believe Kaiser Chiefs have released three more players, and I know Stuart Baxter had been talking to a couple of uh, of the, the coaches of the, the domestic teams in the last week. These relationships are becoming more and more important, uh, and, and uh, with it falling outside of a FIFA window, it, it just makes it harder and harder for, for yourself and, and Coach Stuart Baxter. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Uh, but because of uh, obviously the NFD PSL league uh, starting this weekend, and obviously the respective coaches and clubs uh, are looking for their first three points, and they want all their best uh, uh, players in their disposal. So it has been a tough exercise, you know, for us to get uh, their key players. And uh, yeah, we've been trying to communicate, uh, work together to reach an agreement, you know, of getting maybe one player in each team, just to make sure that we also have a balanced squad on our side to go and compete against Zambia. And, uh, yeah, you know, a big thank you to some NFD PSL clubs. Uh, of course, we had to go, you know, uh, down as well, uh, look at some possible, you know, promising talents from some APC multiple clubs. And, yeah, just try to, again, stick to our policy of, uh, you know, bringing a good mixture of both experienced players and some young players that uh, will be rotating the future national under-23 team going forward. So, yeah, we're still sticking to the policy of giving young lads some opportunity and international exposure while we're trying to give um, uh, some balanced experienced players so that we still have a competitive team that will give us uh, a good result on Saturday. Coach, let's talk about the result on Saturday. Obviously, going into this one, two all is uh, two very important away goals that Zambia have managed to pick up. The the the, the final one, obviously, coming in, in the dying moments, pretty pretty unlucky for Bafana Bafana. But it's uh, vital that we we start this one well. What, what are you what are you hoping to improve on this weekend? 
Yeah, well, that's the nature of two-legged matches. Uh, we obviously gave away two unnecessary goals. That has put us a bit uh, under pressure. But yeah, Zambia obviously looking for a 0-0 draw or 1-1 draw. And now the pressure is on them. We are just looking to score one goal or two goals that will take us through. So it won't be easy. Zambia a very tough side to beat. But yeah, we still have some creative playing personnel in our team. And uh, with uh, good solid defending, uh, with the kind of uh, attacking play that we've been playing, Hopefully we can get one or two goals and that can always put in us in a good driving seat to control the tempo of the game. Of course, right, it won't be easy, but we still believe in the quality of the players we have. We believe in the team. We've been working hard in our training sessions to make sure that we work hard. And uh, who knows, you know, in the game of football, you know, we might go there in Zambia and spoil the party. But it's important that we score a goal. If we are not going to score any goal, then we are out of the chance tournament. If we score one or two goals and not concede, then we have a chance to qualify for the chance tournament next year, January, in Kenya. Coach, what's the mood like within the camp from a player's perspective? Obviously, I mean, there's, there's uh, we no beating around the bush. This isn't our, our first-choice squad. So a lot of the players getting an opportunity that, that might not have got an opportunity to, to don the national team colours. And, and as anybody who's played any sport knows, to represent your country at the highest level is, is the ultimate honour. They must be pretty excited to get the opportunity and, and uh, must, be, must be pretty excited to, to show what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the difference between FIFA date and non-FIFA date events is that the non-FIFA date events like the the Champ Tournament will always be used as a development vehicle to expose, to expose promising and talented players. We've obviously focused more on development when we play the Champ Games. But of course, during FIFA dates, we'll always focus more on competition because that's where we have the best uh, players that are available from clubs. So, yeah, let's take this channel uh, tournament as an opportunity to make sure that we use it as a development vehicle, uh, give exposure to young promising talent that has been ignored or has been underrated uh, by some respective clubs and coaches. And, you know, there will always be a great discovery spread after every match. There will always be promising young individuals There'll always be promising future players. But of course, can we balance that with a good result on Saturday? That is our challenge at the moment because it's not only about exposing uh, promising young talent, but yeah, let's mix it and combine it with a good result. Then it can be a beautiful story uh, to tell after this weekend. Who knows? Absolutely. Well, Coach, safe travels uh, to you and the entire squad uh, this weekend. Uh, we'll be watching closely, and uh, let's hope it's a positive result for South Africa. Thank you. Thank you very much, Fred. Thank you so much. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and uh, you would have heard the updates here on SAFM last week from uh, the Interprovincial Netball Championships. They were taking place in Durban. More news out of the world of netball today. Uh, the 2017 Varsity Sports Netball Tournament uh, being launched, and it's uh, a springboards for all our uh, big stars in South African netball. Uh, that's where most of them have got their starts, and uh, someone who's uh, played Varsity Netball and is doing great things on the international stage is uh, Cardinal Mostert. Cardinal, welcome on to SAFM Sports Chat this evening. Thanks for your time. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Good talking to you. 
Kind of the varsity sports, and, and it's across the board, but obviously we're talking netball today. They're, they're a great opportunity for, for players to, to, to get exposed to some top-class competition. Your experience of varsity netball, it, it's, it's been a good one, I'm sure. Yeah, I think um, one thing we really needed as South African netball players is to get that exposure, that opportunity to gain experience while playing. And that's exactly what varsity netball provided us with, like getting that court time and getting that game experience. So I think it's definitely one of the best tournaments in South Africa. And um, I think there's 20 players who played varsity netball. So that just shows you how good this um, championship is. Kata, you've played, like you say, at national team level. You've also played uh, in, the, in the league in Australia, which is huge. I mean, that league in Australia, I'll touch on that in a moment in your experience there. But uh, compared to, to some of the other sort of step-ups to, to, to the, 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 the sort of club netball in Australia and, and looking at national team level, how would you rate the quality and, and the standard of netball in, in Varsity Netball? Um, well, we still have a long way to go um, in South Africa in general, but we're definitely heading in the right, right direction. And I remember when we started with um, Boston Netball and where we are now, um, I think it's growing every year. And that's, that's the thing we want. We want to make sure it's better every year. And every year it has been better. So, yeah, we're definitely moving up. And um, it's Boston Netball gives the players that opportunity to play, which is excellent. Cutler, for you growing up, you, you've obviously played netball for a long, long time. How important is it, and, and how much would you have loved it to, to have had varsity or, or netball in general on, on, on television often as a, as a young girl growing up in South Africa? I mean, seeing it on, on TV nowadays, uh, you must be pretty excited about the, the sort of new generation that's been inspired by seeing some of the big stars on, on TV more often than, than perhaps maybe you did as a youngster. Yes, definitely. I remember only watching a few games when I was younger, and even just uh, seeing the few games really inspired me. So I can just imagine how good it should be for the people who are watching it now. I mean, that's what we want for this sport, netball to grow, and um, Boston Netball giving us that opportunity. It's showing on TV, it's going to the different campuses, and um, I think, or oh, I know, like Boston Netball draws very big crowds, and that's exactly what we want. Carla, you've uh, obviously been involved in, in uh, I think, with courses in, in, in Free States uh, and, and, and had some, some time there. Looking at the, the team that's coming out of courses once again this year from a, from a, a competition and, and quality perspective, are they going to be challenging for the title? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing about this competition as well. You can't say before and who's going to take it. And, um, yeah, I'm a proud Corsi, so I... I believe they can take it. They just should be believe in themselves, but I'm sure they do. So it's going to be an exciting Boston netball. I see they've been skippered by a Tanya Mostert. Any relation? Yeah, it's my sister. So I'm very proud of her. She's actually sitting next, next to me, so I'm, I'm giving her a punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of her. I love it. Looking at looking at uh, sort of what, what some of the youngsters need to do to go on, and, and, and I mentioned you playing in Australia, what advice would you give to some of the players who, who are possibly playing and, and making their debut in Varsity Netball for the first time this season? I think, like, Varsity Netball definitely gave me the opportunity, one of those stepping stones, and um, one of those stepping stones, and that's the reason where I can play where I am today, because of the opportunity I got from Varsity Netball, so one of those building blocks. So just go through the ranks. Boston Apple is a great opportunity to play, give you all, and whatever will be, will be. 
looking at uh, playing in the, the, the World Netball Series in, in Liverpool and, and how far you've come basically since then, you, you must be pretty proud of, of what you've been able to achieve in the sport of netball so far. Yeah, I am. Um, um, it was one of my dreams since I've been very young. So it's just a dream come true. And um, it came with a lot of hard work and sacrifices. So, um, But, yeah, I'm just proud to go out there and not just represent myself, but to represent South Africa and all the tournaments I've played in, all the opportunities I've got in this country, representing my family and friends. That's what it is for me. Carla, I mentioned playing in Australia. You obviously played for the Sunshine Coast Lightning uh, in the Super Netball League in, in Oz. And, and for people who don't realise, netball in Australia is huge. It's massive. They fill out huge stadiums like we do here, rugby and football stadiums. How far off that do you think we are here in South Africa? Um, yeah, like we, we draw big crowds. Every, every game is a sold out. But netball is big for them as well. And I must say, like, they do have the money to do that and... That's why we go over there to actually get paid to do it, where we are still growing and um, still want to become that type of sport and create a professional um, atmosphere for netball players. But as I said earlier, like we're really growing, and it's going to take time. We just need to keep on doing what we're doing, get that opportunity to compete against the best in the world, and I'm sure we have, oh, I know we're heading in the right, the right direction. Well, the opening weekend this weekend takes place, or oh, this uh, tournament takes place uh, at both courses in Bloemfontein and Marty's in Stellenbosch. It gets underway on the 27th of August. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, some of the great fixtures. Uh, Kamla, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM. Much appreciated. And uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy watching it and, uh, and showing your support for, for, for courses. Yeah, definitely. We will watch it from Australia because we're going over for quite series. But, yeah, we're, we're all all university players, so we're, we're going to keep our eye on what's happening back home. Fantastic. Well, if you want to find out more, varsitysportsa.co.za is the website for the full list of fixtures. Cutler, once again, thanks for your time. Much appreciated. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good time. Bye. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some rugby now. Springbok assistant coach Franco Smith believes that Argentina are going to be a different team to their super rugby outfit. The Jaguares ahead of the first test of the Castle Lager Rugby Championship at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium in Port Elizabeth on Saturday. Smith says the South Americans will be full of confidence and prepared for the tournament after having had weeks of preparation since the end of super rugby. Yeah, look, uh, they have oh, since the last round of super rugby, they've been, um, I think, focusing on what's going to happen in the next two weeks. I always expect, we know that they will bring something different. If, you, if they divided the work um, properly, they would have had a, at least one or two weeks rest and then a complete new overall. Um, so we won't, so I believe we'll see a different Argentinian side that we've seen in, the, in, in Super Rugby. And uh, uh, I believe they are full of confidence. They're a side that plays. Um, to their strengths, they create a lot of one-on-ones. Um, they like to open the game up, and it's going to be important for us to, you know, to be ready for the challenge. Just not uh, because definitely the first phase will be a big match for us. So we'll have to um, work hard and, and, and settling down in our own systems, uh, and uh, you know, expecting everything from them. They uh, they decide that can create nothing from and anything from nothing and. Therefore, the, the tension this week was to be prepared for a complete onslaught and not just in certain aspects. 
Smith says the backline players have trained well this week and that a final decision on the fitness of scrum half Ross Cronier will be known later today after the afternoon training session. Cronier has been struggling with a sternum injury since the Super Rugby final against the Crusaders two weeks ago. Yeah, Ross has been training well yesterday and this morning. Um, obviously this afternoon there will be a little bit more contact and we'll have a much clearer idea. But like I said, uh, the whole backline unit has been uh, practicing well and recovering well from the bumps and bruises that we had. So uh, we're looking forward to, to see this afternoon in a contact situation if everybody's recovered properly. Smith says it's important for every player to get a chance to show what they can do at this level and that the environment was conducive to players settling in and adapting to the system. Five players, namely winger Dylan Lates, fullback Warwick Gallant, centres Francois Fenta and forwards Lizo Nkwaboka and Opa Mohoje were all released today to their respective unions to play Curry Cup rugby this weekend. Yeah, we're fortunate you know, that uh, most of the group you know, been training this whole week. Uh, I think it was a good, well, the past 10 days basically, it was quite exciting to work with everybody again after the time away and so it was important for us you know, to, to give every player the best chance, every background player the best chance, chance to, to settle back into our environment and uh, of course you know, there's certain things that, 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 that's emphasis for us that we had an opportunity to develop again. So yeah, I agree, not many injuries, a lot of guys uh, adding value and it was um, yeah, good, to t- good 10 days. Smith warned that Argentina are an opportunistic and proud side that will be looking to make the best of the six-test tournament instead of the way the Jaguar has played throughout the Super Rugby competition. Oh, look, I believe, first of all, you know, you play, they're looking forward to six test matches now. And in the Pro 14, Pro, oh, Pro Super 14 competition, super, comp- super competition, I've got this 14 all wrong. But uh, in the super, super Rugby competition, now you look at a, a long season and, and, and sometimes you have to differ your, and vari- uh, you have to have variations to, to be competitive because of the opposition's work that they do on your video-wise. So now they're going to focus on six games. First of all, I think that is, uh, and this match rugby is played a little bit different. Second thing, once you put on your the jersey for your country, you're prepared to, you know, to, to die for that. And uh, you know, I've worked in Europe uh, for a long time with Argentinian uh, people and players. They are very proud in what they do, and I believe you know that brings that extra motivation and that extra fire in the belly. And I believe that is w- what they thrive on. You know, they thrive on each other's energy, um, and they prepared, literally prepared to die for their country. So. That makes them really uh, difficult contenders, and uh, also they are very they are very opportunistic side. So they uh, try to create a, a situation where it's a little bit loose, or a lot of general play in the middle of the field, and from that they create they have the the, the ability to create something from nothing. And uh, once the especially when the side that play against a little bit more conservative, like you'd see in a test match rugby, you know they they tend to utilise that opportunities much better. Smith also thinks it will be important for the Springboks to have a good start to the Rugby Championship, not only at home, but in the return game in Salta next weekend. Oh, look, uh, every test match is going to be important for us going forward. Uh, we actually see this two games as a, as a game of, of two halves, you know, so it's two games, but it's two components, two halves. We, we know that uh, you know, it's going to be four halves of, of 40 and not just one game of 80, so we'll have to, from the start, you know, apply a lot of pressure. But I think it's going to be really important for us, us now to just settle back into our ways. We ended off well in the 
um, in, in, in June Test Match Series. Um, it's going to be really important for us to just find our feet as soon as possible, gel together and, and build on this, uh, in this, um, this, this championship. Uh, I think we know, all know what we want to achieve and we all know what we aim to, but a good start from our side will be just as important. With Kerwin Bosch and Andre Pollard in a battle for the number 10 jersey with incumbent fly-half Elton Yankees, Smith says the duo have adapted well to a system they haven't played in before. Bosch is likely to be in the match day 23 in a city to be uh, considered to be his home after spending his formative school days at Gray High School in Port Elizabeth. Pollard, on the other hand, is still in the final stages of rehabilitation from an ankle injury. Yeah, I think we'll have to wait for team announcements uh, to, to uh, make sure that everybody's, nobody's disappointed. And or too excited. So yeah, no, I think everybody trained well. We've got a, a lot of plans, and we're working hard to better the skill sets of every player, and also in the flyer for our, um, both Andre and uh, Kerwin has really stepped up this week, and I'm really impressed with the detail work that they've how they adapted to the detail work, and because in the test match it's slightly different, uh, the margin of error is much less. So uh, we trimmed it really down. Uh, they they both of them quite new to the new system they adapted nicely and you know just uh, giving them freedom to develop among, among these guys we, we set the process and the system in place um, I think what's nice about that is now if somebody comes into the fold it's, it's, it's the players coaching each other rather than all the info just coming from us so we've put out a system where they slot in and um, it's easy for Elton to explain it's easy for them just to contribute instead of you know, making important decisions and playing in a certain way and, and, and taking pressure on themselves so I'm quite excited to say that uh, the backline players and especially the flyers are all contributing well and looking fine in form SAFM Sports Wrap that uh, team match or match day 23 will be announced this coming Thursday ahead of the test match. It's uh, almost time for me to say cheerio. Just a couple of more stories uh, coming through uh, on the wires. Uh, in the last half hour. Kevin Anderson has been knocked out in the opening round of the Cincinnati Masters. He suffered uh, a straight sets loss, 6-4-7-6 to Alexander uh, Dolkopolov. So there we go, Kevin Anderson out of the Cincinnati Masters. Not good news for the South African. And in other tennis news, five-time Grand Slam winner Maria Sharapova has been giving a, a wild card for this year's US Open. It'll be her first Grand Slam event in over 18 months since serving a drug ban. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. Make sure you stay tuned for that. If you'd like to be in touch, if you have any comments or suggestions, all you need to do is email us, sport at safm.co.za. You can also touch base on social media, either with me personally. You can find me at Big Brad Brown across the various platforms, or you can uh, look for SAFM Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon for myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty. Thank you so much for listening this evening. Have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.